One guy, uh, I recognize the name Savetsky because, of course, I'm familiar with the Housewives series. Nothing to brag about, trust me. They were just in Vegas this week in a BravoCon. Um, his wife, Liz, actually at one point was a New York housewife or tried out. I'm going to get the real information. But I remember there was an anti-Semitic issue there. And I never forgot that about Liz Savetsky. And the doctor's name, Ira Savetsky, says, hey, tell this kid to come to me and I'll check him out and take care of him free of charge. And Ira Savetsky is a man of his word. Because I got a message on Friday that that's exactly what he did. And then Dr. Ira put up a nice video on his page talking to Rafi about the events. As it turned out, the nose wasn't broken, thank God, and it wasn't uh, nearly as costly. But it didn't matter because Dr. Savetsky was doing it for free anyway. So I invited him into the studio this morning because I thought it was just a beautiful gesture. By the way, he's a very handsome guy, like really handsome. And he's got uh, one of the top plastic surgeon practices in the world, so he's loaded. And he's got three beautiful kids and a beautiful wife. He's got the world by the balls. So here he is, my new friend, Dr. Iris Savetsky. Good morning, Doc. Good morning, sir. Thank you for having me. You're smiling. All those things are true. You, I mean, you're, you got it made, man. You're, and thank God you're a wonderful person. You got it made. You know, uh, I wake up every morning. I thank God for, for what he's given me. And, um, you know, I definitely feel like I have a blessed life. You do, um, and you deserve it. So tell me about you, where you came from. Uh, and again, now you're a very successful plastic surgeon. You told me you spent uh, three years in Texas during COVID, came back with Liz uh, about two years ago. But uh, what was your childhood like? Where did you grow up? And clearly you grew up in a pretty Jewish household. Yeah, I grew up in a very uh, traditional uh, Orthodox uh, upbringing out on Long Island. I went to Jewish day school. Um, I sort of waxed and wanes in my observance over the years, but um, as I got older, I really uh, became more engrossed in it. And was that because of your wife Lizzie, or because of you? No, no, no. just the opposite. Actually, um, when I met her, she was at NYU, and she wasn't very observant at all. Wow! And she became on her own very much into it. We both spent a lot of time in Israel. Um, and actually, I know you were talking about October 7th. We were actually there when it happened. You were in Israel? We were in Israel. How yeah. far from the... We, uh... were, we were in Jerusalem. Wow. And we were with our three children, and we were in and out of the bomb shelter all oh my day God. on that day. And your three children are babies. They, they range from like 3 to 11. They're young kids. They're young, yeah. So yep. what were they saying when you took your kids to the bomb shelter? Were they, were they screaming, crying, Mommy and Daddy, what's going to happen? Or were they pretty, pretty calm? They were pretty calm, actually, because we were calm. You know, we had calm energy, and uh, the hotel was very uh, responsible and calm. Were you at King David? What hotel were you? King David, exactly. Nice hotel. Look at you. Of course you were. You wanted the Hilton. <laughs> so good. So the, the kids got in the bomb shelter, and uh, you, kids you were got fine. The bomb shelter. And, you know, we didn't really know what was happening. You know, we How long after did you find out what actually happened? Hours. 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 And then how many days did it take you to get back home? Uh, two days. Two days. We were always booked in LL, which is how we got home, because um, they were the only airline that was flying. Wow. So when you found out exactly what had happened, you were still in Israel. Mm-hmm. We were uh, still we, in Israel. And were you more? Uh, were you more nervous? I know you didn't show the kids, but were you more nervous after that? Because, uh, for example, I bring out a guy every morning. His name is Alex Trayman, and uh, Dr. Ira. He works for JNS.org. He's live in Jerusalem, and those first couple of days, I could hear. The bombs. Uh, they weren't in Jerusalem or Tel Aviv, but I can hear them. Did you experience? Something? Yeah, we saw on that day, October 7th, we saw the Iron Dome shoot down a rocket. 
You did. Which is very unusual in Jerusalem because that's, that's not typical. We weren't in the south. Uh, we weren't in the north. We were in Jerusalem. Um, but they indiscriminately fire rockets, as you know. They don't care if they hit a mosque. That's, that's, they, don't, they don't have uh, accuracy when it comes to that. Well, they hit the hospital. Yeah. Those idiots. Yep. They blamed us, of course, but those idiots hit the hospital. They hit the hospital. They shoot from hospitals. They shoot from schools. We, we sort of know their game plan. Well, they've got their two headquarters in hospitals in Gaza as we speak, yep. which does um, put the Israelis in a tough spot because unlike these animals, we don't want to kill innocent people. Yep. We will if we have to. Don't, don't kid yourself. We will, but we don't want to. So now we've got to figure out how to get to the, the basement of these hospitals without killing the innocent people in the hospitals. So. Yep. Yep, absolutely. I mean, did you consider at some point sending Lizzie and the kids back home, putting on a uniform? I say that kind of jokingly, but not really, because look at a guy like Pat Tillman. He was an NFL player making millions, had the great life like us. And he decided after the buildings fell 9-11 to go fight. And there was a second, just one second, where I kind of thought the same thing on October 7th, October 8th. Did you consider that? Or? The first thing I did was reach out to my friends there that, work in hospitals and to see if they needed any, you know, I, I'm better served as a doctor than a fighter yeah, at this yeah. point in my life. Yeah. <laughs> you look although, more like a doctor. You're cute. I, you're, you're you, you can't get hit in the face. Although you can do your own face if you get hit in the face. That's true. <laughs> yeah. So, although, although don't get me wrong. I mean, there's definitely, we're all tempted to go out there and, and, you know, defend the, defend Israel. But, um, so I did reach out to people there in the hospitals and to see if they needed any, an extra hand. They didn't, but I still signed up. There's a, over 8,000 doctors from around the world have signed up. Now, where's this list? Is it, it, it's, it's from the a... Ministry of Health. No kidding. Yep. So at any point, they can still call you? Yep. So you're basically on call. I'm on call. Terrific. I have, I have four friends from the U.S. that are there right now. One of my close friends who's a pediatric surgeon just went there two days ago. So wow. we're ready. Wow, that's great. So now uh, you said that when you met Lizzie, she was at NYU. She wasn't very observant, and you were, and then you weren't. So do you guys, for example, now do you keep Shabbos and mm-hmm. you do all that stuff? Yep. You got We're, sets of dishes. Yep. Really? Good for you. Yeah. You go to shul. Uh, yep. We, no we, kidding. We take it very serious. You know, it's, it's you know, and now more than ever, right, when when the Jews are being attacked, we often, um, our faith gets stronger, you know. Oh, are for you, me it has. Yeah. I keep telling people Hamas brought out the Jew and me. We joined the temple because I was, you know, I, my dad was Orthodox. My mom was, you know, not and I was bar mitzvah in a reform temple. And I go to shul on Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, and I keep the first couple of days of Pesach. But I'm pretty lenient Jew. And my wife, Danielle, joined the temple. And we've gone to Shabbat dinner, and then we're, oh, we're going to go to challah making on Saturday. So that's what they've, uh, that's what they've done for us. But you've got to be careful because you're in a profession. And, you know, I'm friends with Mark Carolife, too. Where you guys deal with these celebrities all these celebrity women, for the most part, they're on TV, they're everywhere. A lot of them don't even like Jews, between you and I, but uh, they never say it. But you have to be careful. You could lose some of your clientele because you're pro-Israeli. You do realize that. Yeah, and I have a lot of colleagues who have been quiet. And... Because of that. Yes. And they're Jewish. Yes. Oh, yeah. Cowards. Yep. <laughs> they're pussies. I'm glad you're not like that. No, you know, I don't want a patient who doesn't align with my values because in general it's a relationship and if you're don't align and it's not going to be a good outcome it, no matter how good my surgery is yeah it, it may not it's just not going to work would so, you like um if you found that out before would you like put their nose on the wrong place on their face or 
first uh, first thing is do no harm. <laughs> you thought about it, I'm sure. I used to watch. What was the name of that show? It was such a good show for years. It was um, it was on cable TV. The the good looking guys too. The I think they were brothers and they were plastic surgeons. You don't remember it? It was. It was really popular. It was the, a good show, yes. In the 90s, remember? Yes. It was a, and they would do crazy stuff like oh, that. Oh, um, um, in South Beach? I think it was in yes. South Beach, yeah, yes. Yeah. Yes, exactly um, right, yes. I'm totally That blanking. was the show. So um, we'll, we'll get that from Lewis. But, uh, so you um, you went on my Instagram page. Now, had you fought, did you know about the show? Did you know me? You can be honest. Not I, really. I, I knew of you. Right. Um, but what happened was is that people were sending me your post, multiple people. And people, I think, even tagged me in it. And I I saw it, and it, it was instinctively I said, "Come on over." I mean, come on. Like you said, Hamas has um, put us in a position where it's made us band together, and anything we could do to help each other out at this time, we're gonna do. The name of the show was on uh, Nip Talk. So yes, yeah, so okay, so people reached out to you, and I can tell you uh, you're popular because a lot of likes on my page. When your name popped up, a lot of folks that clearly knew you that said, Dr. Irie, you're the best, blah, blah, blah. It was very personal, so I knew that was the case. So you actually met with Rafi. You realigned his nose, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I'm pretty sure you said on that video, you took it a step further, that if you're a Jewish person and you get beat up in the streets of New York or, God forbid, you got uh, you know injured October 7th, anything that relates to Jews getting hurt, I think you said on the page you would do it for free? Yep. Absolutely. Without a question. You know, and it's interesting because I had so many people reach out to me. I have an anesthesiologist who's a good friend who said any surgery that you want to do, he'll do it for free. I have a dermatologist who reached out to me. Any services that she could do, she'll do for free. I have a cosmetic dentist who reached out to me. They said anything you need that needs to be done in the situation, I'll do for free. So it's, you know, these acts of kindness or banning, it's its contagious, and people want to do whatever they can. People feel helpless now, and people really want to contribute any way they can to the Jewish people. 